Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Sponsors for this week, Don't Be Tardy, are MeUndies. Go to MeUndies.com slash tardy for 15% off your first pair and free shipping. Quip, go get Quip.com slash tardy to get your first refill pack free. FabFitFun, head over to FabFitFun.com and use code tardy for $10 off your first box. And Sugar Bear Hair, go to SugarBearHair.com slash tardy. Podcast One presents Don't Be Tardy with Kim Zolciak Bierman. You definitely don't want to be tardy to this party. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. It's time to turn it up and tune in. Now here's your host, Kim Zolciak Bierman. Hey, you guys. It's Kim Zolciak Bierman. Don't be tardy. Um, and, of course, my amazing husband, Croy. What's yes, up? Yes, yes. We are here for another exciting and fun-filled this is going to be a little bit near and dear to our heart. And, and um, I said, you know, we would talk about it last week. So here we are. But it's thundering out, too, which is pretty nuts. And I actually had told Croy tonight that um, for every podcast from here on out, I'm going to wear like lingerie so that we sit. Yes. We sit above our salon or above our garage, which is our salon. And this is the only time, honestly, that a kid is not bothering us. A dog isn't bothering us. The kids know not to come up here. Everybody's off limits. Like, Hello. It's a no-brainer, and finally I could wear all this stuff that I've bought over the years and I've never had time to wear. What do, you th- do you like that, baby? I, love I think that'll that be fun. Idea. So we'll see what happens. I want to take a minute and talk about your undies. Well, my undies. Is your first thought they're amazing? I have the best undies? Well, it should be, and it would be if we were wearing me undies. They're comfy and they make you feel good, and when you feel good, anything is possible. Me undies are made with the softest fabric, you guys. They have the coolest styles and colors, and they come right to your door. And once you put them on, you will always wear Me undies. Me undies is risk free. They'll make sure you get the perfect pair for you. And if you're not happy, they'll refund the cost to you, and you get to keep them. And because you're listening to me, you'll get 15% off your first pair of Me undies and free shipping. Go to MeUndies.com/tardy. That's MeUndies.com/tardy. And here's an extra gift for you: order a pair, take a screenshot of your transaction, and send it to me and I'll send you another pair. You get one for 15% off and then another pair free from me. The first 25 people to send a proof of purchase, a screenshot of your purchase, or a picture of the receipt, I'll send you another pair free. Send your proof to gift at podcastone.com, put Tardy in the subject line, and you will soon have another pair of Me Undies in your collection. Let's do this. I want all of my listeners to be wearing Me Undies. MeUndies.com slash Tardy. We're here for another amazing episode. Of don't be tardy yes. you guys this thank you so much i was freaking out last week we were a featured section on apple for new and noteworthy 
that is like massive. That is huge. Thanks, you guys. I don't even know how they do that or why they picked us, to be honest, but we don't care. We're so thankful, and I'm sure that all of you guys had something to do with it. So I just wanted to thank you guys for that. Um, I love reading all of your comments. Croy and I were talking yesterday to our website. We get a lot of emails over the years, and, and our assistant kind of goes through them all. And he keeps saying to us that I've never seen such positive emails ever pertaining to anything about a specific topic right yeah. so like we do some endorsement deals we do our show you know Kim as her company all these different things and, and people come in to this website and to these uh, to Kim's website and they email her uh, all different kinds of things you know they talk about wigs they talk about makeup they talk about all different kinds of things but he says he has not seen a more positive reaction and more engagement with our fans right. and so many emails you know hundreds of thousands of emails coming in that want to talk about the podcast how positive it is how it's put you know how it's helping people change their philosophy and, and their thought process on life and and uh it's just so exciting to we love see. your emails you guys and and i know that sometimes we don't know if we're on the right path or if we're doing the right thing and this was like exceptional when i first sat down to do our first podcast i had this huge like um almost like w- breath of fresh air per se this whole when I, I literally i was only sitting down at this microphone for three to five minutes and i was like whew, and it felt so right to me i mean it was blatantly obvious not everything's gonna be and this is the first thing that's actually been like blatantly obvious like this is what you're supposed to be doing enjoy the moments um it was pretty surreal so i know that we're going in the right direction in all of your emails and comments and, and help you know confirm that so this is really exciting for us but anyways you guys wig Wig came out, my new song. Gosh, I kind of had to deal with wig and it stands for wish I gave a and so when I when I put the song up on iTunes, I had to deal with a lot of back and forth emails with companies as far as, you know, um, posting the song, because when you put wish I gave a shit on the cover, it has to say that on it was a mess. But anyways, it's up. I'm excited. It took over two weeks. So I kept saying, like, it's coming. It's coming. And then I'm like, this week it's coming. And it didn't. I was super frustrated. Um, and then I just got to the point where I would check to see if it was like posted and it wasn't and then I ca- I just kind of let it go and then of course the next day it was posted so that's a lesson in just kind of learning to let go of things are you playing some crazy well, song no what I was what the what hell I was is that to do was play wig yes what do you guys think of wig Shiny shoes up to my head, jealous little kitty. Thirsty peachy peachy, just can't help it, you're obsessed. Ah, sorry you missed my party. Uh, I didn't see you call me. Uh, and if I'm being honest, uh, 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 I wish I gave her. I don't care, I don't care. Get off my wig. <laughs> I wish I gave up. All 
right. There you go. Yeah, That's just a little little preview. If you have not gone to iTunes and downloaded it, you must. Uh, it's super, super It's catchy. done so well, yes. you guys. Thank you for that. Um, so I will do a video. You guys, I'm telling you this exclusively first, which I like to do with my podcast every week. Um, but I will be doing a video for this song. I a did music not, video. A music video. Yes. yes. What, well, what other kind I, of video? I guess. I don't know. Don't, you already do got your head in the gutter, honey. Oh, my. For the love of God. Yeah. Um, so I'll do a music video. Yes. We can do a video later, It's going to be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll definitely do that. I, I didn't do one for Don't Be Tardy and... Um, or tardy for the party, I should say. I'm getting them confused, and I wish I did. So anyways, I'll definitely do a video. Tell everybody, my love, why you decided to do wig, or, or well, what was the process? it was so crazy. Okay, so well, I would say this is like divine intervention with this song, because I always wanted to be just a one-hit wonder. I was super successful with Tardy for the Party. Brielle was the original songwriter. In case you didn't know that, she was nine years old when she originally wrote it. And then, of course, Candy went and edited it and made it, you know, this this pop song per se. So anyways, I was done with music, you know, like I just want to be a one hit wonder and I enjoyed the moment. I was on Ellen DeGeneres, which was like huge for me. I performed on Wendy. I performed at Splash in New York City. Like all of these dreams of mine came to fruition. It was literally 90 days of the most incredible roller coaster ride of my entire life. It was it was amazing. So that was it. Like I got what I wanted and I was done. Well, this song kind of falls in my lap. I listen to it. I love it. And I just, I just know that it's for me. So, and it's called wig. Like, hello, I've been wearing wigs uh, long before RHOA, which stands for Real Housewives of Atlanta, for those of you who don't know. And the song is not directed towards anybody specific. It's just towards haters in general. Like the way I walk, the way I talk, yeah, that's just how I live. Get yourself a fan. You're burning up replaying me. Anyways, it's just kind of to haters in general. And my favorite part, of, of course, is cashmere on my skin. Ah. It's so fun, you guys. You'll get to see the whole process on the new season of Don't Be Tardy. So I can't give too much away. But you guys, it's available on iTunes. It's the coolest summer jam. I'm going to get it remixed by a huge star. We're working on it. Um, it's going to be super good. So anyways, you guys, thanks for all the support and the comments comments. Um, I really appreciate it. It's, it really has been super fun and it's really fun that we can play it in our house now through the speakers now that we actually have it on iTunes because when I originally had it, it was in an email and when I would try to like open up my Snapchat or something, it would close obviously the email and it wouldn't play. Oh, it was like a pain in the butt, you guys. So I'm glad it's available and um, you can purchase on iTunes. So anyways. Hey, Brielle. Hi, guys. It's me, Brielle, the star of... Uh all these shows that we've got going on right now. <laughs> okay well she's right. she, or, yeah okay, well, yeah. okay we do appreciate you coming on last week it, uh, oh, yeah. it was a nice little people nice think little you hit. are so funny but yeah. no more cussing because they, they said like well, the bleeping was like obnoxiously I, I guess i don't realize how much i actually cuss because it's just like very normal and natural for me in this house which is mm. i'm sorry and that's probably has to do with me in this house maybe <laughs> out out and about with your friends, maybe with down, my at, friends. down at uh <laughs> Down at the Buckhead bars. Yeah, don't, yeah. you don't the cuss battery. in front of the littles. No. No. Well, just no. my, my dad. Fancy free out, out with her friends. That's where it comes about. My parents. Well, I just want to say thank you guys also for my <laughs> podcast last week. There was a lot of great reviews. Seems like everybody loved it. I loved it. I had so much fun. 
Some we had fun having in. you, but I definitely, my parents, you know, my dad especially cusses a lot and that's kind of just what I grew up with. And, you know, when you move down South, the F word is like skirt. What'd she say? It was like traumatizing to people. It was, you know, I feel like a lot well, different we're like from up North where we can just like, who's we, you, well, I was born up there. Oh yeah. Well, like, I what? feel like in New York, Connecticut is like, Hey, right for you. Like, not for it's her. like, it's like, hey, I still have the North blood in right. me. You I it up have, from, I have the North blood. Mom. Don't cross me. It's all about. But the listen, context. it's also the context. It's also like I'm not gonna walk into, uh, you know, uh, the mall and be like, hey, how the. F- are you girl like I have there's a time and a place I feel like for all of it I can tell you when I'm in pain that that word comes out of my mouth multiple times but generally it's just like out of frustration you know there was a a, a study done that people who if you cuss during pain it actually subsides the pain no but it is true too that people that cuss are more honest than others and I I firmly believe this like I'm I'm not so we'll get into this another podcast but like I always you know when you cuss and stuff like that like I'm not going to walk into my doctor's office I'm not, you know, there's a time and a place I feel like for everything. Mm-hmm. And I definitely am oh, not yeah, I'll one. I'll never be like, what the f- is up, Dr. Khan? Yeah, <laughs> like we're not going to walk into the pediatrician's office acting that way. So I definitely think there's a time and a place. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't slip or whatever. But they do say that people that cuss are more honest. And I genuinely, I really believe that. And I find that people that kind of cuss on the side, they're fake a little bit. Like, so I, I get your parents calling. You're like, Hey dad, like what's up or whatever. But when you're around your friends, you're this way. When you're around your boyfriend, you're this way. Like that's a lot of damn work. Croy saved in my phone. us. fucking Croy Bierman. <laughs> Bierman. No, beer. B E E R. Why? Yeah. It's been that way since I was like 14. Because he, cause he yeah, took your I phone from mad, you. <laughs> I made mad one night. That was the end of that. <laughs> That's, and I'm in her phone as housewife. So don't feel bad, sweetie. Yeah, um, no, I don't feel bad. No. Okay. Who else has tried FabFitFun? If you don't already know what it is, it's a seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. It's my favorite. Their summer editor's box is epic. It has products like a free people mask, a train case from Yumi Kim, a towel from Trina Turk, and that is just the beginning of it. Do not miss out because they sell out super duper fast. Check out www.fabfitfun.com and use the code TARDY so that you can get $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com. And use the code TARDY. You deserve to treat yourself. We're about to hit a serious subject. As you know, last week, Brielle, we had talked about cash a little bit. And then I kind of put myself in a position where we were going to talk about it this week, which I would go a hundred more podcasts or even a million before I'd bring this up. Yet, my whole reason for sharing this on Don't Be Tardy last season was to raise awareness and and share with you guys kind of um, a little bit more behind the scenes of what happened to cash and and our dog and the situation. And if it can happen to us, I feel like it can happen to anybody because our dog is so heavily trained. So anyways, how, what should we say, Croy? Well, so I think I'll, I'll, I'll are we going to get the rundown? <clears throat> yeah, I think I'll kind of start off by giving just a quick story of the incident itself, just in case, you know, you guys didn't see it on our show or you aren't familiar with it. But what one thing, too, was that after we had after we had aired the show and when we discussed it on social media, when it was kind of going on, uh, Kim and I became way more aware of the fact that it, it's a pretty, uh, I don't know if I should say common, but it happens it is a common. lot. Yeah. It's more common than uh, we think. Way yeah. right. more than I think people It's never crossed my think. mind in all my life. And my parents bred dogs and had dogs right. when I was growing up. Poodles and, and Shih Tzus and that kind of thing. Not these yeah. bigger dogs. But um, the most, I, the study just came out about dogs and like the number one, 
they said most dangerous was like a chihuahua or something, right. which is like a what a very small, you know, yeah. eight pound and under type right. dog, if not smaller. Mm-hmm. But but depending on how small your child is, I mean, newborn to right. to a few months old to even you know a few years old, you know, a chihuahua could do some damage. So. I had been around animals my whole life growing up in Montana. I'd been around dogs and horses and cows and I'd hunted and, uh, you know, it's been a part of my life and, and I hadn't even dealt with something like that. So when, when it happened to our family, you know, I, I, for a while felt kind of like, Oh my God, I'm, I I felt almost like isolated. Like, who does this happen to? Like, what did I do? Like, but then as, as, as people kind of became aware of our situation and our story, uh, it was, it was somewhat of a kind of like a community where like, I've been through this, I've experienced this, even some of our close friends we had never known oh, that were, were literally you know, some of our this. very yes. closest friends, um, have gone through this and, and, uh, you know, it's not something that's really talked about or something that you, I guess when it happens, you just want to put it behind you. Right. So it's not yeah. something you care to relive or revisit or, well, it's not like you're like, Hey, you know, my name's so-and-so and yeah. I bit by a dog when I was two, you know, like that's right. kind of like, I guess it doesn't really come into conversation, but, um, anyways, I just, I was really taken back with, with the support that we received and it was, and every, in, it was you know, incredible and the stories and the, in in everything that, that we were able in the, the knowledge and I guess the communication and everything that was, uh, you know, out there and involved with that because it's, it's more common than you think. Uh, and so I, I pray to God, nobody has to deal with that, but it does happen. And, and if you do have to, um, Know that you're not alone, but so I'll, I'll, I'll start that, you know, and it can happen when you least expect it because the way that it went down, I would have never thought that right. that situation was going to happen. Well, typically most, if it's never happened to you, most pet owners, whether you're dog, cat, uh, exotic pet, whatever, you're not prepared, right? Because you, you don't, you don't go into owning a pet and being like, well, I'm going to go get a dog and now I'm going to prepare for the dog to not react appropriately in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what people well, think. I have a they dear friend of mine cuddly. that I watch cute. on social media a lot and they have a little, a little child, two years old, and the dog is constantly in the child's face and the dog and the child's climbing on the dog and it makes my stomach hurt. Right. And I ask Croy almost daily, like, should I say something? Should I say something? Should I say something? Um, and uh, I have said something generically like, hey, you know, you just never know. And, and you know, they think they have all the answers. So I, um, you know, I just left it at that. But I want, I'm, I really want you guys to hear this podcast more so this one than any other one because it's very serious and um, can be detrimental at the end of the day. Like right. it's you know, very so, um, so, scary. Yep. And so I think if you get anything from this uh, please get this, that if you are a pet owner, please understand that, that it can happen to anyone. It seriously can happen to anyone. You may think your dog is the most sweet, most cuddly, most, you know, squishiest dog ever possible or cat or pet, but that doesn't matter. It can happen at any point in time to anyone. So just be aware Keep it in the back of your mind. Be conscious of of your animal. Um, 
at the end of the day, this is what I'm going to start, what we're going to start our story with is that a, an animal is an animal. At the end of the day, an animal is an animal, whether it's a cat, a dog, a big dog, a small dog, a bird, it doesn't matter. An animal right. is an animal and there's no way for them to communicate like they don't have a voice like, hey, I have a migraine right now. I wish you wouldn't touch me. I don't want to be petted right now. Nope. I need to go outside and go. So my you have hurts. to. My tooth hurts. I got right. a stomach ache. Right. My, you know, my feet are bothering me. I you know? never thought about this. Um, I've always had smaller dogs. You guys remember Chanel from Housewives of Atlanta. Um, I've always had very small dogs, but I didn't realize the damage a small dog could do to somebody either. So let's get into the story kind of of cash, how this came about. Um, I'll let Croy take the floor so I don't get all crazy emotional, but um, and kind of explain to you guys how it came about and how we came to where we are today. Yeah. So fortunately for our family, but unfortunately for our pets, our pets, they don't typically see the same day twice. You know, we have a lot of different people in and out of our home. Uh, we have film crews, we have contractors, we have friends, we have, you know, our days changed. We have a lot of different moving parts. Our, our life is not very, um, consistent as far as day to day. There are some things that stay consistent. Um, and I'll get into that here in a second, but prior to this incident, uh, there was a lot of moving parts to our family. So, you know, we all kind of had to be adjustable. So this specific day, we had just finished filming. It was a very full day for our family. We had we had filmed, uh, I think, three or four scenes. Uh, the dog had been around, but he had had some time cooped up a little bit because he has to, we have to be able to work and all these different things. So Cash and I had gone outside to kind of make sure the house was picked up, the toys were put away. And things were kind of in order and the kids have been playing and stuff. And so sometimes my mulch and the leaves and all these different things will be in the driveway and kind of messed up. So I'll grab the leaf blower quickly and just kind of use it instead of a broom. It helps me get things done faster. So I grabbed it and it was me, Cash and Sin outside. And so I had known Sin to, to he'd been introduced to the leaf blower prior to this and he was always afraid of it he never wanted to get close he stayed at a distance he would watch from afar uh, to make sure and just kind of look at things and check things over but he would never ever get close to me uh, so he had never shown aggression towards it he had he had shown more fear towards it and would just keep his distance and stay away which you know to me was fine and so I was doing my thing Cash was following me around. He was kind of riding his bike. He was playing on his scooter, jumping on the trampoline. I was running on the treadmill and then was coming upstairs to take a shower. Mm -hmm. So I was downstairs in the yeah. in the gym. Yep. I had just seen Sin. Right? Yeah. I just left with Ariana and right. Jasmine. And yeah, there was just no... playing with them. Right. We had filmed all day, though. This was a long Saturday for us. Um, we had filmed quite a bit. I mean, for a long, it was a long day for us. Right. And mind you, Sin, Sin has always been a very, very sweet dog. He's always been a huge part of our family. He's heavily uh, trained. These yep. dogs, our dogs have a trainer, Gabe. He's been with us for three years, over three years yeah, at this way point. Over three years, yeah. um, he comes three times a week minimum. Um, they're very smart, very, very heavily trained dogs. We walk in our neighborhood and they're not on leashes. Like we say cross, they cross. We say hold, they hold. They have very... Um, strict commands, um, free, stay, sit. I mean, a whole bunch of things, very heavily trained dogs, uh, very well-behaved dogs. Um, sin has been with us since cash was, I think 13 or 14 months old. And he immediately 
gravitated towards cash from the very beginning cash is a tr- like absolutely obsessed with animals but when we got sin you know cash was like 14 months old he was just kind of walking and sin was his buddy from the jump for sure right and uh so uh which makes this that much harder right so that being that being the case it was me cash and sin we were outside so i had just finished kind of cleaning up the yard and, and doing everything that i needed to do i had shut the leaf blower off and Cash and I and Sin were in the backyard. Sin, and once the leaf blower, you know, kind of comes off, he kind of comes around. And so I shut it off. We're in the backyard. And Cash says, hey, Dad, can I have the headphones that you put on? And uh, I said, sure. So wait, you know. so Cash is right now five. So he was four in August. So he was like th- almost four. Right. Okay. Yep. And so I put these headphones on to protect. This happened uh, April 22nd. My hearing and stuff. And he says, can I, you know, can I carry those up? And I said, sure, you know, you can carry them up. So he puts them on and starts to walk up with me. Uh, I see, um, I, again, I'm so OCD. I see a few things misplaced. So I start it back up again. Uh, and I'm kind of tidying up just a few things. And so Cash is following me up. Sin runs off to a point away from me, but kind of is hanging around Cash. Cash has the headphones on. It's loud with the blower running, and Sin is kind of now hanging around Cash, but away from me. We've kind of separated. Cash has separated. I mean, from what we just ten feet? Like it's not major. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah no, it's no, not yeah, major. Max ten feet. Right. Uh, but enough to where Sin it can hang out with Cash and still be kind of cautious of me with the blower. So we're coming up the side of the house, uh, and as we're walking up, Cash is enjoying the fact that he can't really hear himself. He can't hear all the noise. So he's like, bye, you know, roof. And he's being really, really loud. And so at this point, this triggers sin to kind of get into almost what, what we understand now is working mode. He, he's, he's already a high drive dog. He he's already, to- he's always been protective of all of the children. Um, just always around the twins, always the littles. He's, I mean, he grew up with the littles, so he's always kind of, you know, more so protective of them. He's very territorial over the family. Right. right. But he's a very, he, he's what they call a high drive dog, you know, so he, he's husky he boxer, by the way. To, he yeah. needs to work. He needs to play fetch. He needs to go for walks. We run him, we run him three and a half miles a day, um, at least five days a week. Right. He loves it. He lives for it. And he has since he was yeah. so very young. So, and you can almost uh, see, you know, the switch or the transition happen from when he's kind of like lazy and wants to kind of lay around to when, oh, okay, it's time to go. I want to play. I want to work. I want to listen to commands. I want to go for walks. You know, you know, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And something switches, you know, I, I guess it's maybe the noise from the, from the leaf. I think cash, cash yelling, cash yelling and having yeah. on cash, you know, all cash thinks it's cool. Things. He can't hear himself and sends like my main man screaming, basically right. like horsing around. Right. And I think it scared him. So, you know, he gets into his mode, but I don't see it. And cash is kind of around him in front of him. And I'm walking to the garage to put it up. I got my back to cash as he's kind of, again, with the headphones, he's following me. He's going to meet me in the garage to put everything up and away since kind of in front of him. Uh, I know now because I, I have security cameras that I could watch and I could see it. But at the time, I didn't know. But Cash was kind of in, in Sin's face. He's like, Sin, you know, hey, bud. And startles Sin enough or, or is in Sin's face enough to where Sin's like, basically, I'm going to kind of start communicating now with, with the knowledge that I've learned from the experts and and 
watching this we've footage. We've had uh, so many experts involved in the situation and, and people that have behavioral specialists and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and so... I yeah. get it. Yeah. So, so at the time, but we didn't have this knowledge. Right. But it'd be just too hard for us to explain otherwise. Now yeah. that we do have the knowledge, right? So, so essentially, at this point, Blower is 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 in the process of getting turned off. Cash is still yelling, uh, and so Sin is is not aware of kind of where I'm at. He's maybe lost sight of me. Cash is kind of in his face, and so Sin's only way of communicating once he's reached this high drive point is now his his physical actions so he can bark he can you know he can bite he can you know run away he can do these different things and so at this point in time sin chose to bark and bite to communicate with cash like get out of my way you're in you're in my face too much noise too much whatever and so he does what he does you know i have my back turned all i hear is you know but I know in my sensory that some, that's not right. That's not normal. That's not something that, that I've ever heard before. So I instantly drop the, the air, a leaf blower, spin around, and I turn around and I see Cash with his hands covering his face screaming. And I also see at the same time uh, as I'm spinning around that Sin has now pancaked, which is, which is a sign of submission from a dog and, and a dog uh, communicating that he is – done something wrong or he's he's not uh, comfortable with with what he's done he pancakes to the ground meaning he gets as low as he possibly can and he's almost army crawling across the driveway to the back kind of behind one of our cars but the whole time cash is screaming so i knew i heard the dog bark i knew sin had done something wrong so my first instinct is to control the situation by controlling the bad behavior which is the dog so i go to the dog I kind of go behind the car. I grab him. I say, send heel. You know, I, I get him kind of walking towards his crate. I'm coming around the car. As I come around the car, this is when I see large amounts of blood on Cash's hands, on his shirt, running down his face. And so, but his hands are still covering his face. And so I then go into very, very, you know, adrenaline mode. It's, it's kicked in. I grab the dog. I'm dragging the dog. I don't really care about the dog anymore. He obviously feels this. I, you know, I, as I look back and I've watched, I, I had my dog pretty much by the collar, if not his throat, as I was carrying him to his crate. He's biting me because he's now frazzled. It's it's very chaotic. It's very there's so many, you know, it's just very nuts. I get him in his crate. I get back to Cash, and I say, Hey, hey, buddy, I, you know, Cash, please take your hands down. I need to see your face. Please take your hands down. He's screaming. He takes his hands down. And his face is literally just all blood. You know, it's just straight red blood everywhere. And I, and his one eye where the dog had bit, it's just black. I don't see an eye. I don't see anything. I just see black blood. I just see, to me, a missing eye. And so I scoop cash up as fast as I can. I pick him up. I put it, I put his head in my shoulder and, and I said, you know, just keep your head in my shoulder, please. I run in the house and I'm instantly yelling, Kim. Yeah, that haunts me to this day. KJ, so I'm naked in my room, in my bathroom, about to get in the shower. And KJ's like, Sin, Sin's in trouble, Sin's in trouble, Sin's in trouble. And he's screaming like a scream I've never heard. Like sit on the floor and start like And so he goes into my closet and is praying like on his hands and knees. So for me, I thought Sin got hit by a car. That's what I thought. And, and obviously, like I said, Sin's a big part of our family. So for me, I thought he got hit by I was like, KJ, what do you mean? Like I started, you know, 
I don't deal with stress well as it is, especially when it comes to my children. Like I just would take whatever is going to happen to them, have it happen to me and just keep it moving. So I'm one of these like over paranoid parents always have been. I mean, how can you not be there? My heartbeat living in this world on outside of me, basically. So anyways, I think sin has been hit by a car. And so this all happens within, I'd say, two minutes. Kim, a Kim I've never heard from Croy in the seven or whatever years we've been together at this point. And he kind of comes to the bedroom door with cash kind of buried in his shoulder and says, we've got to go to the hospital. We have to go now. And I was like, what's happened? And he's not answering me. So I literally run to the car stark naked, get in the car. Well, from the time that cash gets bit to, to the time that we're in the car leaving our property, is about uh, literally maybe a minute forty-five, two minutes thirty seconds. It's there's a but there it's tremendous amounts of chaos. You know we we do have help here for our, our, our kids, thankfully. So we were able to just basically pick up and go with cash alone. You know Kim again, she was naked, she was tanning, she was doing her own thing. She instantly goes into you know confusion mode. She's running. I back was and working forth. out too. He yeah, that. I'm you sorry. Said tanning. Oh, oh, <laughs> downstairs. I'm yeah. sorry. Our tanning. Well, we do have a tanning bed in our basement that we yeah. haven't used, but we have a tanning bed in, in our gym. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Regardless, I was naked. Right. Yep. You know, it's just there's so much chaos, and so. We're running back and forth. I'm trying to grab my wallet. You know, I think I need my phone. I, I leave the house without shoes on. Like, it's just, it's a, it's, it, boy, it's just. It's, it's four something. minutes I never want to relive the rest of my life. Yeah. In fact, it's about six hours I never um, want to relive. You know, so. I had, I had come back in the house and I'm yelling at my nanny who only speaks Spanish, but I'm yelling at her in English like, please help me. You have to help me. Please help me. And I'm begging her to help me get clothes. And because I, I, I mentally can't even think. KJ goes to listen I wear the same pajama bottoms and same tank top every day unless I'm working and as soon as I'm done working I put those clothes on so it's a, it's been spent that way for many years because I was pregnant not pregnant pregnant not pregnant so I wore the same pajama basically clothes KJ grabs those for me and I'm out the door I leave my phone at the house I jump in the car no shoes on just a tank top no bra and my pajama bottoms my nanny is looking at me like i'm crazy and she's crying and i'm like this is a like a a disaster kj grabbed an ice pack my pajamas i think he gave you your phone croy i don't think you had your phone i think kj handed you your phone yes he did and we were out the door yep and And thank god that you didn't take your phone I was thinking that KJ had called you. We'll get into that in a second. I thought KJ had called you from the iPad, but he actually used my phone, his yeah. little smart four-year-old self. Yeah. So we'll try to keep this uh, somewhat short because this can be a very, very long story. But so we start heading in one direction towards the hospital, a, a hospital that is closest to our home. It's it's just a regular hospital. They have an ER. They have just a It's the hospital, hospital I went to yeah. when I uh, had a stroke. Yep. And so we start heading that way and, and Kim is like, I don't, you know, I don't know. They're not going to see a child. Like it's a, it's a, you know, an adult hospital and let me call there. Let me call. And Corey won't, I'm like, what happened? What happened? Tell me that Corey's not answering me. And I see just tears streaming down Corey's face. Croy doesn't cry for nothing. Croy is the, Croy is like the calming force in our family. You know, when I'm wound up, he's like the calming force. He's just the, I guess the. He keeps our family together. He's the glue that keeps he's us entire. Cool yeah, he's a cool cucumber. And so. honestly, that's when I realized how traumatic the situation was because the way that I found out was just a little chaos and crazy. So once I talked to my mom and and could hear Croy crying in the background, that's yeah. when I realized that something seriously wrong was going on. 
Well, I had called the hospital and... So I didn't care. I said, I just need a doctor. He just needs a hospital. And so he's not telling me what's going on because he knows I'm going to, you know, Corey at this point thinks that Cash doesn't have an eyeball and doesn't know. I mean, there's blood everywhere in the car. The car seat is closed. I call the hospital, the emergency room, and somebody actually answers, which doesn't happen. And this is obviously divine intervention, but I'm like crying hysterical. Like my son's been bit by a dog. You have to help me. And she said, hey, hold on, hold on. We cannot see him. He's too young. You guys need to go to... uh, Mansell Road Children's Hospital, which is closest to our house, basically. And so Croy immediately like did basically a U-turn. We got on 400, which is the highway to the hospital. My husband's driving 120 miles an hour. I don't know if it was that fast, but it was 117 was to be exact. Long. And I went through the windshield of a car when I was 18. So any kind of speed really stresses me out. But I didn't. I mean, I get it. So we went to Mansell Road Hospital, pulled up. And I didn't even call and warn them, but I pulled up and the sliding glass doors open. And I said, I'm crying hysterical. You guys have to help me. You have to help my son. And they know exactly who I am. We've been there a few times with fevers and what broken bones and whatever. And one of the nurses grabs me. He's like, Kim, you've got to come down. You've got to stay strong. And I'm like, I can't. You know, I was a disaster. Right. Croy just stopped the car right there. The car was still running. It smelled like burnt rubber from driving so fast. Croy rushes cash in. The nurse literally takes me to my own room and says, listen, your son doesn't need to see this. You've got to get it together. Calm down. Relax. Well, at this point, you know, within pretty much within pulling out of the house, Cash, Cash, for some reason, you know, just stops crying. He there's he almost just kind of it's almost like just kind of this gloss effect goes over his face and he just he stops crying. He stops screaming. I can't imagine that he's in, in. huge amounts of pain uh but he he just got himself together and so we're going in. meanwhile my phone's going nuts from brielle and ariana because because kj had told surrey call brielle my love which is what brielle put herself on her in my phone i don't know 10 years ago call brielle my love so kj calls brielle and go ahead real quick he is just telling me very calm kind of like in the calmest way kj can tell a story i think he was just trying to get his point across was that sin that cash was bit by a dog and i was just like we me and ariana and jasmine just left the house we didn't even make it 10 minutes down the street kj's a jokester too like i understand his personality yeah. he's always he like joking around all the time for my mom's phone and will just like mess with me so yeah. and my mom doesn't leave her phone so i'm thinking like there's no way that cash is like bit by a dog i'm like where are you where, where's mom where's croy like let me talk to them and he's like they're not here I don't know if you guys just heard that thunder, but I just almost f-ing choked on my spit because that I was... the floor was falling. Holy... Falling going to the garage or... That's really the earth like, moves I guess under I'm not getting my, my car, am Dang, I? that was No, nuts. you're not getting your car. It's okay. late. Okay. Oh. Okay. So... Anyways, KJ's like, sin bit cash, sin bit cash. And I'm like, no, he didn't. What dog really bit cash? Like, there's just no way. And then the nanny who doesn't speak English is like, no, sin bit cash. And I'm like, okay, well, where's mom? Where's dad? And I have Ariana because we can track Croy and he actually is on the way to the hospital. So I'm like, KJ, I'll have to call you back. I hang up. I call Croy. I keep calling his phone. I call it 10 times in a row. No one's answering. And Ariana's like, well, it. like maybe it's not that serious like he just doesn't have his phone so she has me pull through this brand new chick-fil-a drive-through and croy answers the phone finally and I had or my mom you. answers no i says, told you stop, stop calling me yes and, and i up. screamed because i was trying to call the pediatrician plastic surgeons anybody that i knew that could help me or help me figure this out i knew so 
I was I was like, okay, Ariana, we got to go. We cannot get chicken. So we, I go, my mom Home. finally, I, well, I'm getting to go on the highway and I finally get a hold of my mom and she's like, I have no clothes. I don't have my phone. I need you. So the reason why I was doing, um, uh, to insert this real quick, is I was heading at 8 a.m. in the morning. This happened at 8 o'clock at night. So in twelve hours, less than 12 hours, I'm heading to do Andy Cohen, Watch What Happens Live, which has been advertised everywhere. And so I am at this Children's Healthcare of Atlanta on Mansell Road in my own room, have no idea what's happening to Cash and Croy, hysterically crying, call my producer. You have to help me. Like, please call Andy Cohen. Like, please. And he's like, I don't have his number. I said, figure it out. Like, I, I literally, nobody could understand me. So... This is another reason why we posted about this as well. Like, I, you know, people obviously were going to wonder, like, what the hell's going on with Kim and where is she? So this was kind of a, all of these hours kind of combined seemed like a lifetime. But, um, Croy, you're at Mansell Road. Yeah, There's we, we, so, the staff we there. We want to thank Children's Healthcare of Atlanta all the way around because they're truly incredible. And we're very blessed to have yeah, part of our life. Yeah, for sure. Well, I go home and I get your clothes. I, I get your phone. And I in a Snickers got- bar, which is considered a meal, you guys. I don't know if you know this, but it's considered a full meal. So it's kind of a funny thing in our family because it's like, listen, if we're on the go, it's like, just grab a Snickers. Like the protein count, the caloric count, everything. It's considered like a full meal. For real. Picture any celebrity with amazing hair and you can bet that they have a stylist who clued them into Sugar Bear Hair. Sugar Bear Hair is a bestseller on Amazon with thousands of rave reviews. They taste like sweet, delicious candy made with the juice of real berries, but they contain everything you need for stronger, healthier hair. As much vitamin A as four cups of broccoli and as much vitamin C as one cup of cranberry and as much B12 as four organic eggs. Nutrients in Sugar Bear Hair fans also found their nails and skin quality improved over time. Head over to sugarbearhair.com slash tardy for or beautiful hair and a healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com slash tardy. Sugarbearhair.com slash tardy. We'll be right back with Don't Be Tardy. Hey, it's your girl, Amber Rose. And I'm Dr. Chris. And we're excited to announce the launch of the Amber Rose Show with Dr. Chris right here on Podcast One. We'll be taking your calls, sharing our expert advice, and talking all things sex, relationships, and self-empowerment. This is a judgment-free show, and we want you to be a part of the conversation. So make sure to download new episodes of the Amber Rose Show with Dr. Chris every Thursday on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And now back to Don't Be Tardy. So I'm, we're at Mansell, and I, I walk in the front door. Uh, I say, you know, it's, it's an emergency. My son's been bit by a dog. He's lost a, quite a bit of blood. Basically, they say, okay, come here. And they usher me back to kind of the triage room where they would check a child in. And the nurse is kind of, you know, what happened? She's asking the normal questions. Doctor pretty much comes in instantly and... Uh, Cash at this point is holding the ice pack with the rag kind of on his face. Uh, and she says, okay, you know, Cash, can you take the, can you take the rag down? He does. Uh, and at this point, his eye looks like somebody has stuffed, I don't know, a cutie, you know, those little oranges. Like it's, it's not, it gets much, much bigger. By the time we get down to the other hospital, it looks like somebody's got a baseball or a softball behind his eye but at this point you know it's it's like a it looks like a baseball you know is, is behind his eye we can barely uh you can barely open it you know it, there, he's lost all that he's still bleeding a little bit but it's not as as much as it was and so she kind of looks him over and i said the only thing that i said is you know 
at this point, I'm getting kind of a, a decent look at his face too. And I see that he's got some lacerations in different spots of his face, but I can't see the eye, you know, I can't see the eyeball itself. And I said, you look, you know, can, can you tell me is the eye, is the eye still there? Is the eye intact? She, you know, is kind of looking, feeling a little bit. And she says, you know, I, I'm 99% sure that the eye is there. I just have no idea what condition the eyeball itself is in. And, you know, I, I can't handle this here. You know, you have to go on. So I say, okay, great. So I, I do have a little bit of a relief that, that the eye itself is there, but I still have no idea what, if anything, has been done to his eye. So we now have to hop back in the car. We got to drive. We have to drive about 25, 30 minutes to the major hospital with cash. And so Croy literally was driving over medians. It's about 9.15 at this point. Kind of not too dark out, but yet it's getting there. He's driving 120 miles an hour. I mean, time is of the essence, whether it's a stroke, whether, I mean, you're heavily bleeding like he is. Time obviously is extremely important. So... I'm in the back seat with with Cash trying to get him to play on Croy's phone. I'm like, it's okay, baby. I'm here. Just stay awake because he's trying to fall asleep at this point, which is what I don't want to happen. I'm like literally convulsing, like shaking. I, I'm no help to this situation is my point. We pull up to the hospital. They happen to have a valet, which is incredible. I don't even know if you put the car in park but he like hops out the guy's like got you mr beerman again they know us there as well <laughs> i think it's because he played football and so we had obviously entered into the er and um he was immediately within a few minutes taken back and evaluated at this point i call tracy bloom our chef and i say call the trainer right now call the dog trainer uh, gabe and get him out of the house right now and I get sent out of the house right now. And she's like, and I said, you know, he bit cash and I don't know what's going to happen. He needs to be gone right now. And so I was literally like convulsing. So as, as Croy's in the emergency room and there's several doctors, plastic surgeons, eye doctors, ER doctors, they call in the chief of plastic surgery, Dr. Williams, who's an angel. And as cash has a big tissue, but it's like a paper towel over that side of his face. And I haven't seen it. I never once saw it actually until after surgery. And it took me over about an hour to look at his face, but I never saw it. So every time a doctor would come in and, and, and that paper towel would have to come down, my sweet Ariana would take my place and Brielle would basically hold me while I was convulsing and I was asking my producers and people that were close to me and involved you know um, with me that were helping me tell basically Andy Cohen and, and watch what happens live in Bravo that I was not able to come they needed to find another guest just to pray obviously for uh, you know our son so Ariana I mean I probably eight times had to take my place and I'd walk out every time that paper towel had to come down because every time I would walk back in and the paper towel was back up my husband was crying so this is the most traumatizing thing that has happened to me to date, honestly. Um, yeah. So go ahead. Yep. So, so again, you know, long story short, there was, there was numerous doctors, uh, nurses, uh, you know, a, a ton of people that kind of came in and, and assessed cash and said, we determined that the best option for him was obviously to be, uh, you know, put under, go into surgery. They could really uh, clean the wounds, they could stitch him up with a, you know, him being very, very still, which would make the detailed fine work of kind of, you know, scars much easier. And then it would really give them the best possible view of the eye. He got a, he got a CAT scan when we first got there. So we did know for a hundred percent fact that the eye was actually intact and 
there, but we were not able to to know whether it had, had been punctured or it had been scratched. So the only we're way literally let me give you guys just imagine this right. We head up to like pre-op, which is you know a pediatric floor. So there's multiple rooms. It's very quiet. It's like a ten o'clock at night at this point, ten thirty. And I'm the nurses. Everybody's just I'm a disaster. I'm my my eyes have just I look a wreck. They obviously as any mother and father would be. Um, and it's dead silence. It's just it's just basically us. There's nobody else there, which I think made it like 10 times worse for me because it just was like hell for me. So we're waiting on, they called in Dr. Williams, chief of plastic surgery, and also Dr. Berland, Dr. Berland from Thomas I group, a pediatric ophthalmologist to deal with, you know, to work on cash. And they say, okay, we're going to take cash. Yep. They said, you know, look, we got to, uh, we're going to take it back. And we got to, you know, Dr. Berland said, look, you know, this is going to be the best opportunity for me to really assess the eye, really look at the eye. And Tell you whether or not your son's going to be able to see out of it again, basically. So they get him all ready to go. They get him his little Johnny. And what's funny and ironically was he was he had also seen kind of a a uh, a nasal passage guy, an ear, nose, and throat doctor just the week prior. Uh, to, we were looking at he kind of snores sometimes <laughs> yeah. in his sleep. He'll like catch himself. He'll be like, <laughs> you know, and we'll be like, what in the heck? So we were just kind of checking that out. And he says, yeah, we might want to do these certain things and this and that and. And uh, through that discussion, they had said, yeah, you can if you if you choose to do this or whatever, you could walk him back to kind of where he would go into twilight and hold his hand. While he, so I assumed that, you know, well, why can't I hold his hand right in down here at Choa when right. they take him back there to work on him? And then he's like, oh, no, you have to like you can't go anywhere past these doors. And well, like, they, they tell us this within, you know, a minute and a half. Right. Of him going back to surgery. Right. And so I, you know, so I'm like, okay, well, so then he kind of is like, well, you know, you're coming with me. And I said, well, I, I'm only, I can only go to like right here, you know? So, and so she, the nurse, super, super sweet. Uh, they were all she, you know, great. we kind of, we have to separate at these doors. She kind of keeps wheeling him. And, and so here's these like metal doors that close with cash and Croy is standing at the door yeah. yelling, I'm here, Cash. Daddy's right here for you, man. Yeah. And it's for probably 15 minutes. I'm right here. Daddy's right here. I love you so much. I mean, he's screaming through the metal doors into the OR for Cash. And um, the nursing, nursing staff had tears just streaming. I mean, it was it was tough for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard for, you know, anybody, especially a, a child that is just, you know, it's a lot, you know, so... We go to our waiting room, uh, basically like, hey, you know, we'll we'll come out and let you know once he's under and that, you know, he's okay. And so Ariana and Jasmine, Jasmine's like my other daughter, my fourth daughter is there and they're like dressing up in these gowns and putting gloves on. They're acting like they're trying to make me laugh and I'm I'm literally just devastated over all of this. And so the doctor comes in and says he's asleep. I, I vaguely I only can tell you what the ophthalmologist came in and said at this point, but they came in and said he's asleep basically and, and, and you know, he's in surgery. It took it literally felt like it took nine hours and it was probably about an hour. Uh well they said it, it could it take anywhere from about an hour Anywhere from an hour to two, just depending on, you know, once they kind of got in there and depending on the eye and all these different things. And so an hour rolls by and we still haven't heard anything. And I believe it was about an hour and a half when we had heard. From and there's no Croy consoling me. So anything that happens in my life up to this point 
if I'm upset, here's the positive, you know, affirmations and kind of the encouragement. And I'm like, do you think he's okay? And Croy's not really answering me this whole time. Like, I'm Croy, I'm sure this is he's going to be okay, right, honey? And I'm like hysterical, and Croy's crying too, and Brielle's crying, and Ariana's crying, and it's so traumatizing. So there's not really any kind of reassurance from anybody at this point. It's just dead silence. It's midnight, twelve thirty at night, um, and we're just praying that our son can see at this point. So. I remember like it was 10 minutes ago, I hear footsteps coming down the hallway. I hear doors open, kind of like double doors that somebody had pushed through. I hear footsteps coming to our room. The door opens Mm -hmm. and it's, it's Dr. Berlin Mm -hmm. from Thomas I group. And the very first thing he utters is how did he say it? Your son will be able to use your son will be able to see. Yeah. He'll He'll be able to use his eye and he'll be able to see his eye by the, he said, by the grace of God. What, how did he describe the... the it's a fra- it was a fraction of a millimeter. A fraction of like, a millimeter. Uh, His eyeball is unaffected yeah. from what uh, I can see. And it was like we had just won the f***ing biggest jackpot in history. It was pretty amazing. So, like, ladies, just to give you an idea, like, where we put eyeliner on our bottom eyelid, that was sliced completely in half. So... I mean, how close is that to the eyeball? About, about a, about a like length of a centimeter, yeah. Literally, literally, like, 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 like literally. Somebody kind of filleted open a yeah, chicken breast. It was, it was, um, yeah, it was definitely, uh, there's, that's nothing short of God. Right. And so, you know, for, for about an eight hour stretch from the time that he, he got bit to the time that we had heard the doctor saying that he had assessed his eye, he was going to be able to use it, that he didn't see any damage to the actual eyeball itself. It was a tough go, you know, because... It was a touch-and-go situation because he said that he didn't know that the, his face was basically broken, fractured, and he didn't know if, if the socket that holds the eyeball would, would hold the eyeball in position. And So we were admitted to the hospital for four nights, five days, because Cash had to have heavy, heavy doses of steroids and antibiotics. And the really cool thing about Cash is um, once he got situated kind of in his room, the next day they had a um, service dog walking around. And the nurse kind of came in and I was like, mm, I, you know, I don't know. And, and so I said, hey, honey. And I, Corey and I t- took turns laying with Cash in bed because we had to keep his IV away from his face. His which, hand. You his know, hand. You yeah. His eye too. Yeah. And know. like it would itch and whatever. And so I said, you know, Cash, what do you think? Do you think you want to see a dog? And he said, yeah, I want to see the dog. So he immediately walked out, was all over the dog and um, pretty much unfazed by by this situation. So the truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough and forget to change our brush on time. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. So what makes Quip different? For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibration to help clean your teeth. No charger or wire means Quip is compact and light to make brushing twice daily easy at home and on the go. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List, named one of the time's best invention, and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus, they are backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers using Quip every day. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash tardy right now, you will get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash tardy. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash tardy. We've touched a little bit kind of at the beginning of this and in, in what we have learned and kind of what's super, super important to pet owners and what we feel is important and kind of our obligation as a family to share with the public is just that, you know, and 
one thing that I want to say right now is that there is a difference in only you as a parent will know your your doctor will will probably know and then experts if if you if this ever god forbid happens to somebody experts will know whether or not it was actually an attack from an animal or or a bite well there's a big difference between yes. just a bite and an attack you know a, a dog that attacks versus a dog that bit and so fortunately for us sin did not attack you know sin bit we, you know, so let, let me get into this real quick. While we're in the hospital, of, you know, basically, Croy says the dog's done. You know, he looks at me and just basically says the dog's done because Cash has asked, where's the dog? Where's Sin? Where's Sin? He basically doesn't really recall exactly what happened. And he's got the best attitude. KJ hops in the bed. They're playing Nintendo. I mean, my hairdresser, Nikki, literally brought me a bottle of Opus One, my favorite wine, to the hospital. I had just, I probably lost 10 pounds in four days. And at this point, Sin is with the trainer. Tracy is helping out at the house, helping with everything. Brielle's running and getting food, coffee, clothes for cash, anything that, you know, basically that we needed. It was it was a big, I mean, we all kind of came together. It was pretty massive. I shared this on my social media to A, let people know why I wasn't on Watch What Happens Live. And I got to be honest, I don't know that I would have shared this as quickly publicly had I not been committed to watch what happens live. So I just, I mean, everything happens for a reason in that regard. And I decided, you know, to share it, but I left my social media alone from that point. We were there a few days. We had a great experience, great hospital, great staff. And we went home. We had lots of doctor's appointments after that. But one of the first ones, you know, we had to see his plastic surgeon. I mean, I would feel like every 48 hours at this point. Also, the ophthalmologist, because we want to make sure that the eyeball is in its socket. There's so much swelling. So his plastic surgeon says to me on the first appointment at his office, you know, hey, how's everything going? He's looking at cash. He says cash looks great. He says, you know, I don't know how many further surgeries he's going to have to have. At this point, we're just glad our A, our son's alive. B, he can see and he's healthy. The rest is, you know, there's nothing that we can't fix, I feel like, at this point. So we're getting ready to leave, and Dr. Williams pulls me aside and says, I I just want you to understand something. I I don't know what's going on at the house, but this was not an attack. I, I just want you to understand that. I have three rescues of my own, and I just want you to, you know, really think about it. And Cash had talked to Dr. Williams about the dog and how much he loved the dog. And so this was just his way of saying, and that sat with me. It still sits with me today because if I I don't know that sin would be here if he didn't say that to me. So we had left and I tried to talk to Croy about it and Croy wasn't really having it. Um, Yeah. And so what I had known as a a child and where I'd been raised and if a dog like made a mistake like that, or if a dog was lame or, you know, if an animal just, you had to make a decision and that was it. You know, you, you didn't necessarily take it to the vet. You didn't have a vet. You didn't have the money for a vet. And so you just, you had to make decisions. And so to me, that was a decision that, that was just going to be made. You know, it just, you don't get second chances. You don't, no, it's not happening. Bye. To the point where it's bye for him and everybody, you know, it's over. So it took a lot. I'll tell you, it took a lot for me to to see it from a different angle. I, I, Croy and I are very different parents. I think that's why our children, I feel like, are so well-rounded. Um, but I said, you cannot let Cash think that he had, that he was the reason why he was bit. Like, we, we can't just put the dog to sleep, Croy. Like, we have to think about our son. He's four years old. This could impact the rest of his life. 
this is not something that we can make a decision over today. And Corey, Corey literally, you know, wasn't hearing me. I got really frustrated and was like, you have to listen to me on this. Like, we have to get well, a professional I think first, opinion. I think yeah, I think your first approach, there you go, is, is what you said is, is I don't want to jump to a conclusion. Something inside of Kim was telling her to just take a step back. And we needed to get some second opinion. Cash we kept to asking to psychologists. Yeah. We needed to speak. To, we needed to speak to some some dog specialists, some dog psychologists, yep. behavior specialists. We had to have uh, people watch the footage. I mean, this right. was this was an eight week process. Cash did see sin. We're discharged from the hospital. We head home. We're there. Cash is out of school, obviously. The school that he goes to was so incredible. His doctors, uh, Jeff Dollar from Star 94 sent us Spider-Man for cat. I mean, and my girlfriend Suri as well. But anyways, I didn't even realize how many friends we had until this situation. Yeah. So I guess, you know, again, essentially there was, there was an opportunity. We were instantly at a crossroads. You know, we had to make a decision as a family. What, what do we do with cash? What do we do with sin? And how is it going to affect our family? My instinct as a, maybe a male and just where I was raised was here's what we're doing. We're getting rid of sin. Everybody's going to toughen up. We're going to get through this, and that's how it's going to be. Kim said, whoa, hold on. Let's take a step back. Let's get some second opinions. Let's try to learn from this. Let's use this experience to grow from. Uh, we were all mad at sin, including you, Brielle. I think we were all very mad at sin, very hurt by his behavior. This was tough all the way around. I just, I was, I was just thinking of ways to keep him from doing what he did again i wasn't thinking of getting rid of him i was just in my mind i automatically thought like well Corey's well i think actually gonna... Croy and brielle kind of got into a little bit of an argument well, we got into some big arguments over this dog we because did. brielle's like well, you, you, because so... cash kept at cash and sin are best friends they they've grown up together it's not your typical relationship sin is like our seventh child he's almost a human with hair and like a really well, weird relationship it's, we're in love with sin well it's, here's the thing too and so you have to understand that there's eight people that experienced this Situation, situation, Inclu- and then whatever. let's add Tracy, and let's add the other people that right. we got the Eight dog from Tracy. Tracy so we got the dog from Tracy originally, and so Tracy was devastated and felt extremely responsible for this situation. And had she never given us the dog, because I begged her for the dog for eight weeks before she actually gave me the damn dog, um, that you know, if had she not given us the dog, this would have never happened. So Tracy had her own issues that she was dealing with. Right. Croy had his, I had mine, and then of course all of us, all we really care about, all eight, ten, twelve, my film crew. My network, Bravo, was cash and cash's well-being. Yeah. When I say eight, I was speaking directly of our family. Right, of course. But again, there was there was multiple different people that have that have been very close to sin and, and are close to our family. So, no matter how many people there are, everybody experienced this situation differently. They have a different perspective, and they saw it through a different lens. Right. So, so Kim's first incident within the incident is hearing me yell, Croy, you know, Kim. I'll I'm, never forget it. You know, to this very first... day, when I hear Croy yell or any of my children yell, it brings me back to that exact situation. Right. My first, you know, second split second within the incident is, row, 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 you know, and I hear that, and, and then and Croy's triggered and by any story, kind of dog barking. You know, my, my story and my view of this is way different than Kim's, is way different than Brielle's, right. way different than Ariana's. So we all, even though we're all in this situation together, the lens that we're all looking through is much, much different, you know, in, in the attachments and 
you know, the emotions that we're all feeling are way, way different. I hated sin for, I hated him. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, but, but Brielle didn't hate him. She didn't see, you know, she saw what Brielle would brother. say, like, you cannot just kill sin and put him to sleep. Like, just give him to Brielle wanted Croy to give him to somebody. And Croy said, I'm not going to give him to somebody and risk this happening again. So it I was, mean, I wanted to kidnap him. Um, Slade has like 40 acres. He lives five minutes away and I wanted to kidnap sin and just put him on the, my massage therapist has been my like ride or die. And for 10 years was said, I'll take him. I mean, I was, not it wasn't your typical, and it doesn't die. matter. Listen, you know, I say it's not this typical situation, et cetera, but a dog is a dog at the end of the day, a dog is a dog. So cash is home. He continues to ask about sin. I want to see sin. I want to see sin. I want it. Dad, where's sin? Where's sin? And it was almost like sin's very animated. He has a huge personality. So he like runs around. He plays these fun games. And it was like very empty feeling. I would cry. I cried every day that I'd walk in my front door and he wasn't here. I cried for my son. I cried for the dog. It was traumatizing. I I definitely am going to respect Cash's privacy here and the road and path that he went through and Mm -hmm. went down with the doctor. Uh, so I'm not going to really go, we're not going to go into much of what right. was on his side. I can tell you one thing, though, Cash is an amazing, resilient, he's incredible, uh, young little man that he's going to change this world. I just know mm-hmm. it because what is in that dude's heart and what is in that dude's mind is something else. But w- I would we, say he's definitely the purest. We as he a family. He has a really good heart. Yeah, yeah. We as a family, with the help of, of doctors and psychologists, you know, it was in Cash's best interest if we could do it to keep sin a part of our family. If they said, but if you can do it. And that, that you know, that took a, a, that's, a psychologist that's, yeah. can't make that decision for a dog. That's when we had to go to dog psychologists, dog behaviorists. Uh, and, we and we contacted some of the top people in this country. And yeah. this is where I give it to my husband because he's really spent countless days, hours making this transition to bring sin back and, and how we got here today, because there's no way I could have ever done this. So if you're a dog owner, if you're a pet owner, if you're an animal advocate, you know, whatever you are, listen to what, you know, we're going to go through here next and just kind of give you some of these headline pointers that we received from, uh, the specialists, you know, at the end of the day, like Kim said at the very beginning, an animal is an animal and an animal will revert back to its instincts 10 times out of 10, you know, cause that's all right. they know. They right. have no other option than to a revert to their instincts and B communicate with their body language. Body language can be anything. It can be a tucked tail. It can like be you have to really, back. I, I, I gotta be honest with you guys. I've grown up with dogs. I never thought about what if they have a headache? What if they have a stomach ache? What if they're scared or what do they do? And so you have to really think about them. Like sin was in a high traffic area in our kitchen, for example, with our film crew and you know, people, a lot of people in and out, that's just who we are and, and kind of how sin has grown up. But that could be a lot for sin. Like I get, it's a lot for me sometimes. And it's like, so sin obviously his crate has been moved and um, all of that, but you don't really stop and think about it. Like, Oh my gosh, my dog is, I've had this party all night. No wonder why he's frustrated. They're all what they call triggers. And I think that people need to really look at an animal for what they are and they're capable of so much damage. Right. And we got very lucky and we're very thankful. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's a double edged sword with, with uh, sin being trained as highly as he is yeah. because right. uh, the dog will listen no matter what. He, yep. I mean, literally that dog could be bleeding out. And if you tell him to sit and stay, he yep. will sit and stay. That's like true. he could be in extreme amounts of pain. He will sit. And we stay. didn't realize that, that in essence, 
Croy took away his senses, I guess, with, you know, the blower was loud. Cash had the headphones on and he's yelling. There was a lot going on. We didn't realize any of this until we a watched the footage back. I must have watched that footage a million times. We obviously didn't share this publicly. We never will. It's very private and personal. But we've had people study it from all different angles, all different cameras. Um, we're very thankful that we actually had this footage because I don't know that our situation would be where we are today if we didn't have that or I would there was no way I would be able to get Croy to where he's at today you know Cash at the end of the day is he's such a he is he's so cool he has such a big heart you know um, and I never wanted him to basically look at the dog or, or or for Cash to look at himself as though he did something wrong you know at the end of the day like KJ's hit me before and he's still here. So why isn't Sin here? And that's kind of what the therapists have basically said. That was one of their analogies. Mistakes happen, you know, things make mistakes. And so when, when we assess sin, you know, again, a dog reverts back to its instincts. It can only go back to its instincts and it can only use its tools that it has. And that's, that's physical or uh, it can only communicate through action. Uh, so it can bark. It can tuck its tail. It can put its ears down. It can curl up in a ball. It can pancake. You know, there's, there's lots of actions that your pet is doing that is, is his way of communicating with you. And we don't even listen to it. I, up right. until this. I never really paid attention to it. You have to be aware. Right. And so if you're, unfamiliar, if you're unaware or if you're unfamiliar with those, then your, your animal or your pet has no way to communicate with you. They just don't. And, they're, and, and it's, it's not a, a It's no different than your child crying. It's no different than your child crying or screaming or pointing to their leg because their leg or whatever it is. Like you have right. to be 100% aware at all times of your animal just like you are with your child. They're no different than another child. Yeah. So one of the huge, huge, huge factors in this was, was that it was not uh, a, a, an attack. Mm-hmm. Sin's, sin didn't, you know, quote unquote, lose his mind or he didn't, he didn't take it to a point where it was like a, a malicious attack. You know, right. like he, he, he was trying to communicate. He had tried to communicate all day long. He had been in a very high stressful situation all day right. long with the film crew and, and everything around. He had listened to me all day long, sit down, stay in front of everybody. And, and right. he was, you know, all day long and, and, and then the, the noise and everything else. And, and so it came to a point where he said, I've reached my point yep. and I, and I, I'm done. and he, he was done, but I wasn't aware of him being done, nor was cash. It's not, you know, and so sin acted, he acted wrong, but he acted, he, but he didn't right. attack, you know? So those are communication. And we well. really appreciate you guys and all your support. We were so scared to share this publicly. Obviously we're very protective of our son. Our son comes first before anything. So we were very scared to share this publicly. We just, uh, I mean, we were just scared. I, I don't know other any other way to really put it. And we decided to share it with you guys to raise awareness, to let you know that this is a heavily trained dog, for example, and this happened to us. It can happen to anybody. Um, and we opened our hearts, and you guys did too. So we really appreciate that. Right. And, and I'm a train wreck. I can barely talk right. through this whole thing, like yeah. still, and it's been a little over a year, and I'm literally a, a disaster still. Yeah. So very thankful, but it's definitely been the most traumatizing thing that's ever occurred uh, to me so, so I, and our I'll, family. I'll kind of wrap this all up with, with, again, if you have a pet, if you have an animal, please make sure and be aware of your pet's way of communication. I don't care this. how big or small your dog is. Right. Or honestly, cat or anything. It doesn't, you know, any yeah. kind of animal that you have that is your pet, 
be aware of how it communicates with us because they can't talk. So they have to communicate in other ways and they will right. listen to those communication skills. And then on top of everything, consistency, as, as, as I said, and I touched in the very, very beginning of this, you know, our life uh, is, is hard for us to be consistent and we were not very consistent with sin. Consistency is key for your pet. Your pet should know when it's going to get fed. It should know when it's going to get to go out. It should know. Right. And that's, I mean, we all have busy, busy lives and, and things change, but try to be as consistent as you can so that your pet and, knows yep. what to expect okay. yep. every single day. And if you have a lot going on where your pet needs to be removed from that situation so they can de-stress or desensitize themselves, uh, then, then set that aside for your dog so that that can be their consistency. You know, it can be chaotic in your life. You can have people come in and out of your house, whatever it is, but your pet should have a place where they can desensitize by themselves. And then one thing too, I want to touch on is use tools that are available to you. If you can afford a trainer, get one. If you can't afford a trainer, there's YouTube. Having an animal is a commitment. It's not just a dog, a puppy that's cute, bathing it and feeding it and just hoping for the best. Like it's not that it's a, it's a big commitment and we have four rescues. They're all amazing. We're all, obviously we've changed all of their lifestyles in a, in a better way since happy as can be cash is happy as can be. Uh, we're all happy as can be and then have all kind of worked through this. But what I didn't realize was like, they're like having another baby. I mean, in real life, like sin got so much attention. It wasn't so much that as much as it is listening to his cues, his warning signs and following that and believing in that because I mean, sin's very much a human with hair, I say. Um, unlike a couple of our other dogs, they aren't as, they don't share their, their feelings. Their signs aren't as black and white as they are with sin. But these dogs are, I mean, they're like another child. You've got to listen to them. Otherwise, you know, you. There's plenty of tools uh, out there, especially with the technology that we have this day and age with tons and tons of things. But really invest the time to get to know your pet look for those signs even if you're even if you're just a single pet mom or a pet dad you know like it's just you and your pet you're gonna have maybe a niece and nephew show up you're gonna have a friend show up with it with a child you know like they're going to at some point cross a path i would hate to say this but i want you guys and every person that's listening to this and that will ever listen to this to hear me when i say that i would always prepare for the worst you never want to go through what we went through or the hundreds of emails that we've gotten and stories that we've heard. And in order to do that, you have to think no matter what, like they're still an animal. So this dog that was so great, that was three years old, heavily trained, his favorite was cash. This happened. And I'm here to tell you that it can happen to anyone. So when your niece comes over or you, you yourself have a brand new baby, don't leave the baby in the room with the dog. And here's, here's a great, great, great tool that you can go for five ninety nine, four ninety nine, six ninety nine, you know there are plenty of muzzles on the market. That I will tool- wait. I will. I was not into this muzzle thing. I was heartbroken over this muzzle, and then I didn't realize my dog could yawn. It could drink water. It can just do whatever. Pant. It can do whatever he wants with his muzzle. And now I feel like he almost likes his muzzle on at certain points. And in order for us to feel safe, our kids to feel safe, and Sin to feel safe and secure himself, he wears a muzzle. Not all the time, obviously, but my recommendation to you is especially like bringing home a new baby. Your dog has been the only one all these years. You bring home this new baby and it's threatened. You go to the bathroom. It takes a second. Hear me. I know I'm going to reach somebody out there 
in this whole situation. And that's why as much as I did not want to get into this on my podcast this soon into our podcast, I opened my mouth and inserted my foot last week. And as you can see, I can still barely talk about it. And it's been a little over a year. So hear me when I when I say this, we have the platform and Corey and I decided that we have the platform to share the knowledge to make as many people as we can aware of this situation. I feel like there's kind of a stigma where it's like frowned upon or, or whatever, but a muzzle is a, is, a, is a really, really great tool, not only for you to be able to turn your back per se on your pet uh, and not have to always watch them or have them in a crate or have them in a room. Right. And it's a great tool for your dog to understand too, kind of the hierarchy of the pack per se you know dogs are pack oriented so when a dog is first introduced into your home it will try to feel out okay who's the leader of the pack is it me is it so and so is it so and so is it mom is it dad is it joey who's 16 who is my leader who's my pack leader right and if you don't set boundaries if you don't set you know rules or or confines for your animal it will think okay well i'm the pack leader i'm gonna run this show and it, again, it's like your child. It takes work to discipline. Right. It takes it's a commitment to discipline so, your dog like it is your child. It takes work. It takes time. It's so worth it in the end. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I, I think we've, we've kind of hit hit it all. Uh, I'm looking at my notes here. I just I don't want to miss anything because this is we want to thank you guys for all your prayers, too, because we we just know that none of this would have been possible without you guys. Again, this is one of the most positive thing that's happened to me. I've been on television 11 years and all your prayers and comments and the doctors and it, it was pretty intense, something I will never forget. I'm sure you guys saw my post just a couple weeks ago. I had heard about this lady chance in California that kind of helps with just connecting nerves and doing, you know, making your face giving you a great facial and she had flown into uh, Atlanta for me for my birthday and I said hey do you think you could work on cash and she's like oh my god I'd be happy to she actually extended her stay for cash she only worked on him 20 minutes I mean he's five years old 20 minutes a couple times and uh, his face is I would say 85% where it was prior to the dog bite so we're so thankful for all of your prayers for him to be where he's at for our family to be where we are at with the dog all the knowledge that we have and we're very thankful for the platform that we have to share this information information. So hear me loud and clear. You guys are no different than we are. I don't care how small a pound, one pound dog to a 200 pound dog. A dog is a dog. An animal is an animal. And I, uh, I'm going to tell our assistant who handles kind of our emails and filters those that if there is a question that you have that we have not answered, or we have sparked a question within you, through this discussion, please yeah. don't do not hesitate to email Kim at Kim com, and we will answer those questions to the best of our knowledge or forward you on to somebody who can get that answered for you. Cause this is really kind of near and dear to our hearts and want to just really, my passion is and, behind and this and, and I don't want anybody to go through what we have. Right. So please do not hesitate. If you have a question about this, this situation, uh, what you can do if you've experienced something, whatever it is, we will help you to the best of our ability. And we're very thankful for Brielle and her feisty ass self to uh, stand up for kind of the dog and her brother and, and, and see a whole nother side. I think there was eight of us that all, had all different opinions. Our nanny's been with Cash since he was born. So she had her opinion and there was so many people involved in this situation. And we are so thankful to be where we're at today. And every day it's a situation that we wake up and deal with and we go to bed and deal with and, and we protect our family and we're, and we're very thankful. Yeah, I, I will um, definitely. Uh... And no situation 
situation is the same, you guys. Um, people that put their dogs to sleep, people that, you know, no situation is the same. Um, you know, I, I definitely am open to all emails at KimandKimSolciak.com with any questions or any insight, and we're willing to share people that we use and, and kind of how we came to this resolution. But anyways, yeah. we're signing off. I can't handle anymore. I'm, I'm literally, you guys, if I even think about this, I start to cry. So it's it's just like I'm really proud of myself that I got through this much without crying. Um, thanks, you guys, for tuning into our podcast. I really know in my heart, I can feel it, that we've touched a few people in this podcast, my love. Thank you for being open, Croy. I know this was tough for Croy as well. He's a man. His eyes have teared up a few times, but, you know, he is a little bit tougher than I am. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> as know, I walk yeah. away with tears because it's just ugh, traumatizing. Yeah, I, think. I think my producer said to me, like, you have, like, you need to see somebody. Like, this has been traumatizing to you. And I'm like, you know, you, you might be right at this point like you might be right because right. it has been it has scarred i think us all so yeah i, I it definitely has tested our philosophy and our mentality yeah. of positivity <laughs> and gratitude that was definitely if not top three one of my one of my more difficult trying times in my life to keep my mind in a direction that i wanted to go so you guys, we're, we're, you know, our, our positive segment we will do next week um, and talk about magical people who have made a difference in our life. And um, I'll just quote, at times our own light goes out and is rekindled by a spark from another person. And each one of us has cause to think with deep gratitude to those who have lightened the flame within us. We are so thankful for Dr. Williams, Chief of Plastic Surgery at CHOA, uh, Jerry Berlin from Thomas Eye Group, my producers, my network, Bravo, um, my husband, my children. I mean, we're just very trainers, thankful. Trainers, trainers, everybody that's my fans. You guys, I don't know if everybody. there were nights that I read your comments because there was nothing else I could do, and it was it was very uplifting. So, yeah, anybody and everybody that you've crossed a path with has has helped you get to where, where you are. You are today, whether yep. it's big or small, no matter who it is, they helped you somehow. Right. So just keep that in mind. All right, Whoever we love you guys. I didn't want it to be this deep. Right. Um, thanks, Brielle, for, for sitting here and, and You're listening to this. You didn't know what you were getting into when you walked through that door, did Brielle, you? Brielle. was just coming to say hey. And we have Slade over here on the couch that's been sitting here the whole time. It's horrible storms. And, and so, anyways, um, thanks, you guys, for tuning in. And we will see you next week. And I promise I probably won't cry next time. So She won't. You will. I don't cry very you often. Right. You will cry. And uh, If we bring up cash. Yeah. Yeah. If you bring up any of my children, we'll, that's something. We'll, we'll dive right back into the, into, into the being story. happy and positive, you guys. But I hear me out, and and um, we'll be talking with you guys soon. Again, Kim at KimZolciak dot com. Questions, uh, stories, I we read them all. So thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Have a great night, great day, great afternoon. Whenever you're listening to this. We'll also, if you want me, Brielle Beerman, to star in some more podcasts. Shut up, Brielle. Leave reviews, comments, rate below. You know, let me know. Bye. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening to Don't Be Tardy with Kim Zolciak Beerman. Catch new episodes every Wednesday exclusively on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave us a rating and review. 
Thanks, you guys, for tuning into our podcast. We really appreciate it, and I want to thank our sponsors who helped make this possible. Sponsors for this week, Don't Be Tardy, are MeUndies. Go to MeUndies.com slash tardy for 15% off your first pair and free shipping. Quip, go get Quip.com slash tardy to get your first refill pack free. FabFitFun, head over to FabFitFun.com and use code tardy for $10 off your first box. And Sugar Bear Hair, go to SugarBearHair.com slash tardy. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.